Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast. Drop your trick-or-treat bag, and oh, what a sweet, sweet treat it is. Sweetums, yeah. <laughs> because we are talking about 2001's 13 Ghosts. Woo-hoo-hoo, yeah. And then I start eating garbage. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's correct. Yep. <laughs> we also have soundboard action this episode. <laughs> I'm a soundboard boy. We're, we're, we're falling down the rabbit hole of soundboard effects. So most of the stuff that we normally would edit in, Blaze is just going to press a button. And Last guess episode. what? <laughs> What's that? We are knocking it out of the park. <laughs> All right. (laughs) We blew our load already. (laughs) I'm Rocky. I'm Vice. And yes, we are uh, continuing our few episode run of revisiting the first three movies of Dark Castle Entertainment. Last week, we did the remake of The House of Haunted Hill. This episode, we're doing the remake of 13 Ghosts. And then next week, we're going to be talking about Ghost Ship. Oh, boy. Yay. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was talk- like, I was about to watch this movie, and I'm like, I'm going to have to watch this after Paige goes to sleep because she's not going to watch it. And when I was talking to her, she was like, wait, you're watching 13 Ghosts? I love that movie. I was like, you fucking what? She's like, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> like, She's like, but when I was like too scared to watch horror movies when I was younger, I watched that one and by myself to prove that I could do it. She's like, it was so not scary. It made me start watching horror movies again. <laughs> That's completely fair. Yeah. That's completely fair. Yeah. It's, it's uh, she's like, oh, hey, did you right next to it was Ghost Ship. She's like, did you see Ghost Ship? I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like, guess what? We're doing the next episode. So, <laughs> yeah, um, it's been quite the journey. And I mean, is it a coincidence that this movie came out and was shooting around the same time as 9-11? Who's to say? But it does connect into our story later on. <laughs> 9-11? It does. It okay. sure does. So stay tuned for a discussion of 13 ghosts. But before all that... There was a lot more than 13 ghosts after 9-11. <laughs> well, the sequel is going to be tied into 9-11, and they're like, well, we can't we can't say that many ghosts. That would be tasteless. <laughs> um, but yeah. What's been going on with you since last episode? Oh, you know. I don't. That's why I uh, asked Well, I've actually been playing a lot of horror games, as usual. So, pretty much that. And, uh, you know, we uh, watched the recent episode of Joe Bob, which, finally, I was really excited because it was uh, two movies I haven't watched before, which... I'm surprised you didn't see the B feature. Don't Panic? The B feature, the second one. Oh, Tigers Aren't Afraid. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I never watched movie. it. Nope. Oh. Never watched it. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, it's a it's a real bummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that, though. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. Um, 
Yeah, it was a Cinco de Mayo episode. So, um, got two Mexican horror films. And yeah, like you said, one was Don't Panic and the other one is Tigers and Are Afraid. We continue. That's it. No, there's nothing else you want to say about the episode. Uh, <laughs> um, I think uh, Don't Panic super fun movie. Um, I really enjoyed it. Tigers aren't afraid. Uh, actually, a good movie. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, not like sarcastically a good movie. Like I usually prefer. Which uh, so I'm gonna give it a zero out of ten for being good. <laughs> like, Hate it. The worst. I'm not a fan. <laughs> it's no. Don't panic. <laughs> Yeah, Tigers and Our Afraid is a great film from Issa Lopez. Um, and because of it, she started collaborating with Guillermo del Toro. Um, they've been working on a fucking... Is that solder iron? What is that? <laughs> or a screwdriver? What? what you have? Is that a screwdriver or is that solder? It's a screwdriver. Oh, okay. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy for you. Thanks. You're welcome. It's a little, it's a little wins in life. Um, but her and Guillermo del Toro... For like four years, I hear about this. They're working on a werewolf western together. They've been working on a werewolf western that hasn't come out yet. I feel like Guillermo del Toro is always working on something that you never hear about. <laughs> like, no, he, he usually has a lot of uh, a lot of things in the a lot of iron in the fire. You're right. So I mean, it's it's uh, it's like Guillermo del Toro is doing this. Guillermo del Toro is doing this. It's like how many of those will come to fruition? Maybe one out of ten. Like, it's like, well, I know you really want to see my Frankenstein movie, but here, here's a sequel to Crimson Peak. And Blaze is like, yes, I love Crimson Peak. I fucking don't. I hate that movie. I like that movie. You Stupid you fart like ghost. There's not a fart ghost in it. It's a fart ghost. There's not a fart ghost in it. I don't think there is. There is. It's coming out of the floorboard, and it's like, Pointing its wiggly finger, and the whole time it's doing that, it's making fart noises. I think, <laughs> I, think, I think I think you're just thinking of spookies. No, um, it's not Billy's birthday. But happy birthday, Billy! Uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, that should have been a soundbite. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're gonna next episode. <laughs> we, we've unlocked we've unlocked the the, the box. Pandora's box is open. <laughs> You guys are, it's too late. You guys are fucked. Um, so many sound effects. But uh, yeah, Issa Lopez now is working on um, the new the new season of True Detective that's coming out. So I'm excited to see. Yeah, that's what I heard him saying. Yeah, so I think that's going to be cool. I bet she'll knock it out of the park. Fucking <laughs> dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> but yeah, it's a good episode um the yeah they thing- really knocked it out of the park <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> I just wish that uh, Joe, Bob, and Darcy were actually taking those shots of tequila. They weren't. I don't think they had that many shots of tequila. They may have had a couple, but I think some of those were filled with water. <laughs> those were some pretty big fucking shots. I think they'd be fucked up if they took all those shots. Like, wait, drunk? Like I can do a decent amount of tequila before getting drunk. Yeah, 
Yeah, maybe. It just felt like there were there, there was a, it felt like Joe Bob was fumbling his lines a lot more. And there was that one part where he was telling that nacho story that lasted for fucking ever. <laughs> I'm like, Joe Bob, you need to stop talking about this fucking first nacho story. This is the longest section ever. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I was actually pretty interested in the nacho story. <laughs> I mean the most of stories. That one just kept on going and then they brought Hogzilla back. I'm just like, God damn it, can we can we get a new joke? <laughs> Yeah, I'm tired I'm, of Hugzilla. I'm tired of Hugzilla. Love John Brennan. Love those guys, but let's find a different joke. <laughs> we're, we're, we're over I Hugzilla. Don't. Um, I hate them all. All right, so what else did you watch? Uh, trying to think here. I caught up on some of my VHS tapes this week. Mm-hmm. So I watched that boot of Anthropophagus I got. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Very good quality. Thank you, Tape Rot. Um, I watched my OG Santa Sangri. And I also, there was another movie, uh, Dr. Bones. <laughs> I watched Dr. Bones. I forget the full title because it is a 2000s full moon movie and I don't care that much to remember it. <laughs> full moon. Full Moon, which will be at Joe Bob's Jamboree. That's something that got announced. Joe Bob's Jamboree is going to be October 6th to 8th, I believe. Um, but old Charlie Band will be there doing a um, recreation of his roadshow. Mm. Um, so that's going to be pr- fucking cool. So I had breakfast at this really fancy breakfast spot. (laughs) And then I thought to myself, this would be a great movie to make a movie about breakfast. (laughs) Hey, look, do you like smartphones? How about a smartphone that does one thing? And that one thing is tell fortunes. That that snake oil peddler. <laughs> oh, Charlie. <laughs> I'm, I, I, d- dude, like, and then he was like, look, you'll get uh, a, a burnt leech woman from Puppet Master. I was like, fuck, I really want that burnt leech woman. <laughs> like, I might buy this. That may have been worth a hundred bucks. That's the only way he was going to sell the damn things. Nothing. Yeah. Listen, I, I love you, Charles, if you're listening, which you probably aren't. But if somehow this gets back to you, <laughs> I love you, Charlie. But I don't know what the fuck you were thinking with that invention. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, full moon. We'll link it. <laughs> we'll link it. Well, maybe we can. Maybe if we help him sell it, he'll give us part of the proceeds. Yeah. Hey, send one in. We'll review it for you. Well, yeah, we'll give you a review, Charlie. Yeah, we'll review and it. For we'll you. be like, wow, this is an expensive magic eight ball. But if you throw in a leech woman. Then I'll be like, this is the coolest invention I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, sponsor this what? episode. Sponsor it. Like, fuck Harry's razors. <laughs> fuck me undies. Anybody that usually gets advertisements, we'll advertise your shit, Charles Band. We'll, we'll advertise full moon stuff. There you go. Yeah. And guess what? We'll knock it out of the park. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> For now, until a good opportunity arises. Well, baseball, now I'm just forcing it. I'm forcing it now. The baseball bat is in the movie later on, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot his backstory. His backstory is really stupid. Yes, yeah, fucking dumb. We'll get to that. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the backstory. I saw Bo is Afraid. And? I liked it a lot. Um, 
for anybody that doesn't know, I'm sure most people do, but actually maybe not because this movie is box office cancer. <laughs> and I think A24 was ready for that. Um, it's hard to promote a movie like Bo is Afraid, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Bo is Afraid is a new movie from Ari Aster. It's a follow-up to Midsommar. Uh, it's his third feature. And he's um, he basically what I like about it is I love whenever a director gets a one for me. And by a one for me, I mean it's that they gave a studio one or two movies that were super successful financially, critically, commercially, every way, made a lot of money, got great reviews, became potent in the zeitgeist. And that's what Ari Aster did with Hereditary and Midsommar. And then the studio's like, we'll give you as much money as you want to do your next feature. And some directors take that and say, I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do with this money. <laughs> and that's what Bo's afraid is. Um, A24 is like, hey, we're going to give you $35 million uh, to make whatever you want. And I'm pretty sure A24 knew that this movie, especially after the meetings and the pitches, is like, there's no way this movie's going to make money. It's three hours long. It's super abstract. Um, it's about a guy's fucking broken relationship with his mom. Uh, how do you promote this film? And clearly you can't. Um, it's made $5 million at the box office. So it's a box office failure. I'm pretty sure they're ready to take the hit. It may make more money on streaming through rentals and buying. It probably will. But it's hard to have um, an art piece that's like three hours long and then have people come in. When you have movies like Evil Dead Rise out right now, which is an hour and a half and people know of garbage people people know what they're paying for and they know what they're getting into but Bo is afraid is a movie that i enjoyed way more than evil dead rise or scream six because it's something that's totally original <laughs> okay yeah that's nice it's totally original and even though i don't love everything about it i think that um like the runtime yeah like, like i mentioned last episode where i'm like i'm pretty sure the three-hour runtime is going to annoy me it didn't annoy me. I was actually pretty engaged for most of the movie, except for a middle section. Um, you see in the previews whenever it gets like, like animated. There's like an animated sequence. You see in the previews and stuff like that. That whole thing yeah. felt like it didn't need to be in there. Um, there's a part where it's like in the woods, like in this outside theater, and this whole thing is happening. That whole section feels like it'd be cut down or not in the movie. Um, I was Hawk Queen in it. Oh, he's excellent. He's he's always good. It's Joaquin Phoenix. He's always good in movies. The guy always gives a hundred percent. He's great. Uh, but yeah, I love that Ari Aster just made this movie and I'm just like, you know, after Hereditary and Bo's Afraid, which by the way, Bo's Afraid, um, before he made Hereditary, one of the short films that Ari Aster did was called Bo and it's eight minutes short. So this is basically a full length feature on that idea he did. Um, but, um, I, I was wondering like, what, what is Ari Aster's relationship with his mother? <laughs> I need to know how bad his relationship is with his parents. And I looked it up and apparently he has a very, very good, a great relationship with his parents. Uh, they're both artists and they've both been super supportive of him his whole life. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, fuck you, ma. Yeah, and he's like, no, it's like, my parents are amazing. It's like, I've always had an awesome relationship with them. So I guess he's just, I, I just an idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I mean, like the anxieties he's feeling and all that stuff is, Interesting. Um, sure, the movie sometimes feels overindulgent, slightly masturbatory, but um, 
I think because it is so original and it is kind of doing its own thing is that it was very refreshing even for a three-hour runtime. And also, this movie is the funniest movie I've seen all year. Really? Purposefully. Purposefully. Well, yeah, I know. It's supposed to be partially comedy. Yeah, yeah. He, he said in interviews he considers it a dark comedy, um, which it is. Um, like, there's some moments on here, because and it's it's dry. Like, if you don't like dry humor, or, like dark humor, then you probably won't click. It won't click, because I was listening to a podcast where um, two critics I listened to, they had a, um, a live stream where they were doing a spoiler talk with, the, um, with their uh, chat about Bo's Afraid, and a lot of people didn't react well to the comedy, and a lot of people did. Um, so it's either going to hit for you or not. For me, there are so many funny moments in this movie that work for me that I I, I was laughing quite a bit in the theater. Um, so I, I like it a lot. It's very abstract. It's very weird. Um, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. I don't know if I'm going to rewatch it multiple times. I may rewatch it one more time now that I know everywhere the the movie goes. Um, just see what else I can pick up on. But it's really good. Um, and uh, also, I knew it was going to make a lot of money because in this area, it's only playing in one theater three times a day since it opened, <laughs> just because of how long it is. And it, you know, Super Mario was taking up all the other screens. So. <laughs> Still is. So, yeah, Bo's afraid. Check it out. We need we need we need I more will. creative things. We need more people. Uh, I, I you know I know a twenty four and I know it's a it's it's a bit of a cliche now and it, it's annoying to me a lot because I hate the term elevated horror. Um, yeah, I hate it. And a twenty four because of Ari Aster and Robert Eggers kind of made the whole like elevated horror thing because of the success of their first couple movies. Um, but I do love that A24 is willing to back an artist and that they're like, we know we're going to take a loss. We know we aren't going to make a lot of money, but it's more important to us to get out an artistic vision that means something to the person putting it out than just making a sequel to something or putting money. Well, that and they're like, well, possible. if we don't let him do this, he might go somewhere else. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but it seems like they give all the directors a lot of creative freedom and that's awesome people they collaborate with um but you say you did watch a movie that i watched a couple months ago whenever it came out i think it came out in february but you just watched it so we can talk about it oh yeah Oof. ew <laughs> we watched we have a ghost <laughs> i i i could not finish it no you didn't even finish a movie I couldn't. I got like over halfway through and I was like, I'm done. Like, I hate this. This sucks. Yeah. Yeah. We have a ghost is, uh, I think I talked about whenever it came out briefly, but Christopher Landon, it's a new movie from him. Um, and I like his other stuff. What, he did. He did the happy death day films, which I'm lukewarm on, but kind of warmed up, but he did freaky over time, but I love freaky. Um, freaky's amazing. Freaky's, awesome. freaky's great. Um, and I hear his new movie. Shit. That's one of the um, fucking. <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. Fuck salt. <laughs> his new movie, shit. <laughs> uh, no, he just announced what his new movie is going to be. I thought, and it's another takeoff on, uh, on like an old concept, just like how Happy Death Day's Groundhog's Day and Freakiest Freaky Friday. It said what their new one's going to be, but I can't remember 
what the fuck it's going to be, what what it's sort of take off of. Um, I'll try to look that up. But yeah, tell me what you thought while I looked that up. Of uh, I thought it was just so bland, and the characters were so unlikable. Like you have the parents, number one. Like you have the the fucking kind of annoying jock dad who also has like a problem holding down jobs and then he has like the annoying artsy son who's a real fucking asshole about it (laughs) and then you have the really dumb jock son who just makes excuses for being an all-around bad person (laughs) and then you have david harbour who plays a ghost that literally probably the best actor in that room and he doesn't get a speaking role. <laughs> like, oh, David Harbour? Yeah. Um, yeah. It comes with the writer of Freaky, Michael Kennedy. He's making a new slasher, a holiday-themed slasher called It's a Wonderful Knife. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'm into that. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if Chris Roland is going to direct it, but Michael Kennedy, who wrote Freaky, with Chris Rolandon is putting that out. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, can I also say the way he was like this weird sparkly ghost? Like that was so fucking stupid. What a dumb decision. So how far did you, did you see the ending? Did you see the, well, you just see the ending. You I just said did I you, didn't did finish it. So no. Did you see the twist? Like how he got killed and what, what was actually happening? I feel like I did, but I'm having a hard time remembering it because I really despise this movie. <laughs> About him being like a deadbeat dad. Like you're supposed to think he's a deadbeat dad because the kid goes and he's investigating why David Harbour, what happened to him. What happened? So he talks to the people that are watching his child, which I think is his brother-in-law, maybe or something like that. I can't remember. It's been a couple months. Um, you find out that the brother-in-law actually killed David Harbour's character, um, and uh, he wasn't a deadbeat dad. <laughs> And then at the end of the movie, um, he gets reunited with his daughter, who's like an adult now because it's like, you know, 30, 30 years later, whatever the fuck. <laughs> and like, they have, it's supposed to be like this heartfelt moment where she's like looking at him and she's like older now and he's like a ghost and they just smile at each other and then like disappears. And it's supposed to be like this Amblin, like Steve Spielberg kind of moment. And it doesn't work like, at all. <laughs> it's just like... And then it has like another ending after that. I'm like, fuck this movie. Also, I hate the relationship between the main character and his girlfriend, his love interest character. Like, I thought they were both annoying. Oh, God, they were annoying. I thought the brother was a pain in the fucking ass, douche. Like, I didn't, I didn't like any of the characters. I didn't like anybody in the fucking movie. They're all obnoxious. All right. uh, fucking what's her name? Uh, Tig, uh, Tig um as as like the scientist character she's trying she's she's trying she and she's such a funny actress normally um uh, that that i was just like she she's given nothing to work with the movie sucks that movie's awful terrible movie yeah um if only, it is really bad like surprisingly yeah, bad if only that movie was affected by the writer's strike speaking of which <laughs> Rider Strike. Segway. <laughs> um, Rider Strike. We didn't talk about it last week. It's going on right now, which is excellent. I love it. Great news. Um, Riders are going on strike because it's something that we've talked about multiple times over the weeks um, as we talk about streaming services and how the, the, the filmmaking landscape is chase, changing because of it. Um, writers aren't getting paid. 
Um, you aren't making writers aren't making residuals on reruns because reruns aren't a thing anymore, um, and they aren't getting paid for writing or for the rights of what they did write for these streaming services and for TV. And then big wigs like Bezos um, is just kind of pocketing all this money <laughs> for all this stuff that these people are creating. Um, this is one of the many problems that have been coming from streaming services. And we knew we were going to have to face it um, that, Hey, um, we aren't making livable wages. And even though a um, writer can make a King's ransom for things they write, um, a King's ransom is how much it costs to live in LA where most of these people live and have to work uh, for a month, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah. they may make a lot of money off of a script, but that shit's gone by the end of the month because rent's so high there and everything. So they, don't have uh, a way uh, to afford a living, especially in an area um, that they have to be in to work for these studios. Um, so they're trying to figure out. And also, I mean, even, even if it wasn't like having to afford to live, there's no reason they shouldn't be getting paid for their fucking work. And it's still making money. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it's good to see it in so many different areas and, you know, going on, like, you know, people realizing their worth and realizing that without people and workers, the companies have nothing. So it needs to be fair. And so, and I, that's why, uh, what was the movie we were just talking about? Blade, the no more blade blade is done. No more reboot of blade because they're not willing to pay the writers enough. And I have a feeling that the Marvel Studios is probably one of a huge uh, offender of this because they pump out so many movies a year. Sure. And I, in a way, um, first of all, Blade, I mean, Blade was already a troubled production. I think it's still going to happen. It just got pushed back. This is the third time it's got pushed back, though, because its director left. Well, this says canceled in their article. Yeah, that, that, sure they, they said they're scrapping it. It might, it yeah. might come. But back. But this is also the third time it's got pushed back and canceled because the director left um, late last year, and then it got pushed back for another reason, and it's missed its window a couple times now. Um, but uh, I think that Marvel, I think Marvel was having trouble with Disney, but I think that's also one of the reasons why they got rid of Bob Chapek and brought Bob Iger back. Um, is because of the money situation and all that stuff. So it may, they may be trying to change it. I don't know. Um, but it's also Disney. So who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of writers that aren't getting paid for like HBO right. max, um, Amazon, things like that. So, I mean, writers should be getting paid for what they create. Um, uh, something else got pushed back. Uh, yellow jacket season three, I think got delayed. Um, stranger things. Uh, season five, yep, Stranger Things, now, which uh, I mean, those kids are going to be like probably like one forty, probably be like one foot <laughs> in the grave by the time season five comes out. <laughs> it's like where does he go? It's like oh, he he died. <laughs> he, he, he passed on a while ago. <laughs> this kid passed. They buried him next to James Duhon. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, season five of Stranger Things got pushed back. Well, do, do you really even need writers for Stranger Things season five? I mean, each season is the same fucking season. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same Here's the thing, though, man. They got to find one song to ruin for people that already know the song. 
and they need writers to do that because they're not in touch enough with people. I mean, I put I put a post on Instagram where I was basically like, oh, people are really excited about season five of Stranger Things. It's like, let me guess what's going to happen. It's like you're going to introduce a character that people really love. There's a secondary character. They're going to die by the end of it. Um, none of the kids are going to get harmed, but it's the last season, so they may kill one. But I mean, Eleven has a pow- has like Jesus powers now where she can bring people back from the dead. Uh, so I'm, I'm, it probably won't be a, too much of a problem. Um, and then it's going to be really, really popular on social media and life-changing on social media for about a month. And then people are going to move the fuck on with their lives. And it connects to what you say. It's going to be life-changing about like this one scene that happened to it. And it's going to have this one song <laughs> that's like 40 years mm-hmm. old that was already moderately popular. Like there's no reason why people shouldn't have known that song already. But they're going to act like it's this huge thing that they just – found we're just like have you ever heard of metallica (laughs) 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 have you ever heard kate bush it's like yeah it's like this isn't this isn't that much of a deep cut like i mean at least with the wendy show i mean goo goo muck i mean you know the cramps that one i'll give you you know but i mean and also season four of stranger things had like one or two cramp songs that nobody fucking talked about Real quick, <laughs> yeah. The other part is, is he has a f- the the brother has a fucking tank poster in his room. It's like you're not going to use tank, yeah, what like fuck? what the yeah. fuck? But then people are going to really be really excited about it, and then it's going to end, and everybody's life is going to be changed, and then they're going to just stop talking about it. Um, I'm probably going to watch it, dude. <laughs> but I mean, I know what you're like. as somebody who aspires to to have people send him free guitar stuff by making guitar videos. I'm not going to say a YouTuber or anything like that. Uh, and I'm failing at it hard. Uh, but <laughs> but my God, when the, the fucking the Master of Puppets thing was going on, fucking everyone is playing Master of Puppets. It's like everyone knows the fucking song. It's not that hard of a song. Yeah, I'm not even like, that good of a guitar player. I mean, I can do acoustic stuff, but as far as like riffs and stuff like that, I, I learned that song in like... 30 minutes it's not it's not a difficult song to play uh no it's not actually this actually can i say some news that's not really horror related but related to this topic right now so uh the uh metallica's new album has been getting good reviews the first song off of it lex eterna or whatever I'm not a fan of it, but I haven't been a fan of Metallica since Injustice for All. And that's the last decent thing I think they came out with. I like Death um, Magnetic. And I still think Megadeth it will always be better than Metallica. I like, I like Death Magnetic, actually. I thought that, I didn't think that one was too bad. I mean, it's fair, but uh, it's, it's not my thing. Um, Metallica is one of those bands that has long overdo a uh, breakup in my oh. opinion. <laughs> like they can... i don't know about that but maybe they should just tour <laughs> yeah maybe well, stop but here's making the thing. New music there was one great thing that came from metallica post and justice for all and that's some kind of monster not the song but the documentary is excellent oh yeah <laughs> they're just falling apart yeah, great memes so good. from that <laughs> Okay, but uh, the thing I was bringing up is that there is something that is like renownedly disliked about the album, and it's Kirk Hemet's solo. Oh yeah, I keep on seeing little like, things pop up about that, but I haven't I haven't looked into it. Dude, they're fucking awful. Like they are so phoned in. Like, do not give a shit. And 
there was this YouTuber named Bradley Hall, and he's good. He's he, you know he does some funny stuff. So his his humor is a little bit like too like oh high energetic shit for me. Like not my right. thing, but people like him, and he's a good guitarist. And um, he was like, Here, I'm gonna make we're gonna play this song, but I'm gonna make uh, I'm gonna play this new Metallica song, but make the <laughs> solo better. So he does it, thinking nothing of it. Like, he didn't say anything about it. He was just like, yeah, I don't really like the solo, so I just made my own solo to it. Kirk Hammett got pissed. Like, starts calling him out personally. Like, a fucking, like, guitar YouTuber versus the guitarist of Metallica. So now he has these swarms, these swarms of, like, 50-year-olds who are fucking pissed at him. And they're like, you'll never be Kirk Hammett. And he's like, I'm better than Kirk Hammett, and he is. Like, <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man, it is, so, dude. It is so funny. Like he got so butthurt about it. He's like, well, it's it's really about you know, like j- just people trying to show off their technicality. They forgot about how to craft a solo and stuff like that. I'm telling you, go listen to those solos on 72 seasons, and that is the most phoned in bullshit you've ever heard it sounds wasn't like there another garbage. interview that he did though um recently where he's just like i'm tired of fucking playing this particular so i didn't click on because i like clickbait article but wasn't there some solo that, that he wrote from before a song one of the songs where he's like i'm tired of playing this solo in particular did you see that he's probably tired of it because he can't play it anymore <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> i'm really sick of this thing <laughs> Hey, but it it does it does connect into horror because we'll we'll wrap it up around this way. Kirk Hammett does have an awesome collection of old school monster stuff. Yeah, uh, they released a book about that a few years that ago we had. where he has like all this cool Universal monster shit, and I love his Universal monster guitars. <laughs> Those are cool, and I love ESPs, but I hate his. There's horror guitar. news for you. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> Fuck you, Kirk Hammett. Tell me what speaker cabinets were in Master of Puppets. <laughs> but yeah, Stranger Things got delayed. Um, I don't know if there's anything else or we just want to move to the next topic or to our main topic. I guess it's time. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, there is a new thing. And it's one of my favorite N64 games is getting a new sequel. Um, Shadow Man. Another sequel because a sequel came out back on PlayStation Two. I yes, I I just said a new sequel. I didn't say hey, yeah. Shadow Man sequel. has a sequel, please. Fuck and can you. can you play that uh, knocked out the park in reverse because you didn't knock it out the park? Eat up, beady beady. <laughs> That's all, all I right, got thanks. for you. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just saying it looks it looks awesome. Like I've always loved like the the styling and the like Bayou Louisiana area they do that yeah. shit in, and to see it like in these like modern graphics and the fact it's going to be out on all consoles is really exciting yeah. to me. Yeah, that, it's so. been a while. I think I think the second one came out like twenty years ago, so it's long overdue for a, a new Shadow Shadow Man game. Yeah, it was it was yeah. a long time ago. So yeah, I like the I like the original it. one for N sixty four though. Yeah, the the OG yeah. one's awesome. I love that one. All right, 
Well, does that bring us to our topic? I think it All does. All right. Trailer time. Trailer time. There are ghosts around us all the time. Most of them, they can't hurt us. Most of them don't even want to hurt us. But there are exceptions. Is it bad tonight? Oh, bad is my professional opinion. We should get the hell out of here. Now. I represent the estate of your Uncle Cyrus. We have an Uncle Cyrus? Cyrus recorded this message six weeks ago. He asked it to be played for you in the event of his death. Arthur, I've instructed my lawyer to deliver my last will and testament. A key? A key to what? A key to your new house. This house is the fruit of my life's work. Oh, my God. It is a one-of-a-kind home. It's marvelous, isn't it? Wow. Arthur, we've got some papers to sign in the library. After that, I would love to take you and the family around on a tour of the house. This place is awesome! All right, now I know I'm dreaming. Well, your uncle was quite a collector of many things. What the hell was that? This Halloween. You're wasting your time. It's all sealed up. The only thing worse than being trapped in a house with a ghost. This house is not a house. We're in the middle of a machine. Powered by the dead. Is being trapped in a house with 13 ghosts. Maggie! What? We got company. Where? I can't see. How close is it? Close enough to hurt you. Go, go, go! to get me killed i guarantee nothing all right 13 ghosts or if you look how it's spelled which is t-h-i-r 13 e-n ghosts it's 13 and ghosts the 13 ghosts uh, so 13 ghosts 2001 um we are gonna go back over who william castle is or who dark castle entertainment is um uh, in depth you can go back last episode where we talked about house of haunted hill like if this is a comic book this will be where you have the little box with the asterisk in it where it's like you know check last ish Stand the man, you know, like it's, we aren't going to go back and talk about that too much. We already did. Um, but this is the second movie from dark castle entertainment, which is of course company from, uh, created by Joel Silver, Robert Zemeckis. Um, and, uh, this is another William castle remake. Um, uh, this came out 2001, two years after house on haunted hill. The remake to House on Haunted Hill. Um, funny enough, this movie made, um, I think, within a million dollars, the exact same budget or uh, the exact same uh, 
box office as House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> and it was it was a critical and commercial failure. Um, I think it was eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the budget is forty two. Yeah, the budget is forty two million dollars. The box was sixty eight point five million, which is a bomb. You need to make at least double your box, uh, double your budget because of marketing uh, to be a success. Um, this is a movie that is very much of the time. <laughs> it's directed by Steve Beck. This is one of two movies that Steve Beck directed. Next week, we'll be talking about the second movie that Steve Beck directed and the last movie that Steve Beck directed, which would be Ghost Ship, <laughs> which is another dark. How could Dark that be Castle Entertainment film uh, is written by Neil Marshall Stevens or Richard Diovideo, uh, Diovideo, I think is how you say his last name. Diovideo. Of course, like I said, it's a remake of the 1960 film 13 Ghosts by William Castle. Um, his gimmick for that movie was, I think I mentioned this last episode, the gimmick for the 13 Ghosts uh, film, whenever you go see theaters, he would give you glasses um where it's like hey if you're too scared then don't wear the glasses but if you aren't scared ghosts don't wear them and when you wear the glasses you could see the ghosts if you took them off you couldn't see them because they were uh color sequence to it's basically like what 3d glasses do um so you wouldn't be able to see them with how the film was projected unless you had the glasses on which actually plays into this movie (laughs) they kind of just take that idea and they put it into this film um yeah, yeah. Um, turns out that they were trying to actually recreate this as well for the new audiences. They were going to do the glasses thing also, but they ended up not doing it. And I forgot to mention last episode, they did have a gimmick for House on Haunted Hill. When you went to see the movie, they basically basically give you a lottery ticket. So you had a chance to win like a million dollars. Um, I don't know if anybody actually won, <laughs> but uh, they did do a gimmick. The last one, trying to bring back that William Castle spirit. Um, yeah, this movie stars Tony Shalhoub, um, Matthew Lillard, uh, Chan Elizabeth, F. Murray, the great F. Murray Abraham is in the movie, um, who said later on he only did the movie so he could get a check. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. He was like, I went from playing Salieri to this. <laughs> um but I love F. Murray Abraham. I mean, he, he got in trouble recently for um, apparently sexually harassing people on the set of whatever movie he's working on. Um, yeah. Oh, really? I, I think I, from, from what it sounds like, because he apologized for everything like that, I think it's just him being old and how he was talking to women. Um, it's just the type of sexual, I mean, not that sexual harassment is ever a good thing to do, but in his mind, he hasn't learned that we've progressed. <laughs> so he was saying things that you probably shouldn't say to people that you work with um, because he's old and he got in trouble for it. Uh, My dear, you have wonderful <laughs> So I think it was him trying to flirt, but it was not okay. Uh, it wasn't like a, it, it wasn't like a... What a wonderful perfume <laughs> was, you have. It smells. It smells like <laughs> pussy. It wasn't like a Harvey Weinstein situation or something like that. But yeah, he got he got into a little bit of shit recently. Um, understandably, I mean, you know, we got we got to progress. But uh, other than that, there's not a whole lot of a whole lot of background on this movie. I was like, kind of looking at it. There's nothing that's like really really popped out where I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Um, Greg Nicotero. Um, and his company did the, uh, 
do the effects for this movie again, just like they did. For- yeah, the effects are good. So the they were on House again. of Haunted Hill also. Um, Not as good. <laughs> uh, but uh, let me see. Was there anything else I really wanted to bring up that I thought was like a really interesting thing? Um, this this is the first film from a major American studio that starred three Arab American leads between uh, Tony Shalhoub, Shannon Elizabeth and F Murray Abraham. So in a way it was progressive. <laughs> it is something good. <laughs> so, I guess. Um, and, and while watching, I'm just like, you know, Tony Shalhoub and F Murray Abraham are way too good for this movie. <laughs> and then someone like Matthew Lillard. I love Dude. Matthew Lillard, but he, he was in some pretty bad movies, but <laughs> Yeah, he he's still the best rendition of the original Shag. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, um, one thing I will say about Dark Pictures is they they have this weird phenomenon to me, where it's uh, it's Dark Castle Pictures. I'm sorry. Um, is that it's like a lot of movies I'll see like actors I don't like, and I'll be like, damn. This production team must, or director or whatever, they were able to really pull a good performance out of this person. And I actually like them in this movie, even though I don't usually like their acting. And it's funny because Dark Castle Pictures does the exact opposite. Like, they'll take somebody I like, and it'll be like, I don't know what they did to make him do this bad, but they did it. They did everything in their power to make this person's life a living hell to where they did not give a fuck anymore. Um, that's a fair point. Uh, I've never seen it with another production company. Like I'm just, I'm used to it being like, yeah, they suck and they've always sucked. You know, too bad. Or I'm like, oh man, they usually suck, but they did a good job pulling this actor's like yeah. something out of this actor that I don't usually prefer. But Dark Castle Pictures, they just, like, I don't know how they do it. They take good actors and make them look bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I only like the characters because I know the actors. It's one of those situations where, like, I only like your character because I know who the actor is. <laughs> you know? I don't like your other Right. It's really like, like Joffrey Rush. Like, Joffrey Rush in the last movie. Like, Joffrey Rush is a fucking yeah. great he's actor. In that movie also. Like, he's handing it up. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it goes with what you're saying. Uh, but there are a couple of actors actors in this movie that I don't fucking like and I always think they're bad actors and they aren't much better in this film <laughs> we'll get to that um, this movie was shot while shooting uh, 9-11 happened and when they learned about 9-11 happening on set um, they had a moment of silence and then they continued shooting <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of what America did in the grand scheme of things <laughs> How are we going to fit all these ghosts in here? We only planned for 13. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it seems like they're like, well, that's awful. Anyways, (laughs) let's keep on shooting this piece of shit movie. (laughs) I like how, you know, it was treated like this is the most devastating thing that's ever happened in the world. And then you're like, no, like, have you ever heard of the Holocaust like, or the genocide of the Native yeah. American people? Yeah, they're like, this is or- the most devastating thing that's ever happened in the history of America. And then Thirteen Ghosts got released. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, never mind. And that's when everybody forgot about nine eleven. 
everyone was standing outside the movie theater having a <laughs> moment of silence. <laughs> like, all right, we gotta go. <laughs> this movie's fucking terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, they polled a lot of people where they're like, on a level of national tragedy, would you rather experience 9-11 again or 13 ghosts? And unanimously, they all said 9-11. So. <laughs> they're like, uh, if it's between that and me having to watch this movie, could you put me in the building? <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Lillard agreed. <laughs> Zoinks! Um, all right, so let's get into it. <laughs> uh, you're oh, taking damn. point this time, motherfucker. Nah, you're, this was your idea. Like, I do my shitty movies. It's time to pay No, up. we're splitting it, but I'll start it off. <laughs> see, yeah, see, we'll you, split You have it. to take some of this weight because I feel like you have stronger opinions about it than I do. <laughs> I think you have stronger opinions on... I I will help. I do. I will help. Just start this garbage so. movie. Hold on. And then I start eating garbage. Open Go up. on. <laughs> so, um, the movie starts in a creepy gothic junkyard. <laughs> Look how spooky this junkyard is. Um, and it seems like uh, a convoy of military vehicles come in to the junkyard. We never figure out why. <laughs> I mean, we figure out what they're doing, but we never figure out what this organization is, <laughs> who they were, <laughs> why it's happening is the only thing we find out. Uh, and out of one of the Humvees is Matthew Lillard and F. Murray Abraham. And uh, Matthew Lillard is super hum- uh, high strung and uh, very jumpy. Oh, oh. <laughs> Murray Abraham. That's Matthew Lillard, like ninety yeah, yes. percent of the yeah. movie, and I'm sure you get more into that later on. But F. Murray Abraham is like, ah, oh, well, we're here to find a thing, and it seems like they're there to find one thing, but they're actually there to find multiple things, I guess, because it turns out they're a <laughs> there to find two people that happen to be at the site. But they're also there to find a ghost. <laughs> um, why are they all there at one time? I don't know. Does the movie know? Not really. But <laughs> we're in for the ride now. Um, they find the two people that are hiding in the uh, junkyard. Um, it's a guy named Damon and a woman named Eliza. What the fuck is her name? <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Hold on. Her name is Kalina. Kalina. She's she definitely has the dumbest oh role of God. anybody. We're getting to it. It is the so F. Murray Abraham role. is like you're here to ruin my plans. F. Murray Abraham's an evil genius in this movie. He's really hamming it up. Also, he's like, "Damn it! Why are you here ruining my junkyard plans?" It's like we're trying to find the ghost before you. It's like, that'll never happen. And this whole time, Matthew Lillard is not only freaking out, but he's just having vision. I think you're forgetting why they're trying to find the ghost. Do, do they, they don't really explain it in this scene, though. They explain it later on. No, do they, they explain it. What do they say? 
Yeah, she said they're they're like uh, you just want to capture ghosts. We want those spirits yeah, to be yeah. free. So she's, her uh, Kalina Damon are 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 basically like you know activists that tie themselves to trees so you don't cut them down. <laughs> My the thing is, is to that the ghosts, it's like, like ghost liberation, and F. Murray Abraham's like, no, I'm the corporation. Fuck that. Yeah, and you're sitting there. But the thing is, is that the ghosts he 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 captures are all like extremely violent. Okay, yeah, we're gonna get to that in a little bit. But go go on because when we go but, to the house, there's a line of dialogue that makes I, no. I mean, amongst uh, a lot of dialogue that makes no sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm saying so. Matthew Lillard goes like puts his hand on the ground. He's like, "Ah, I thought there was nine victims. There's forty. And he was like, "There was nine when he was alive." <laughs> and you're like sitting there, like, okay, so this ghost is out there, like doubling his yeah. killing numbers. Well, not doubling. Which if people are going to the junkyard just to hang out. If 40 people got killed at the same junkyard, (laughs) then I think at that point that you probably don't go to that fucking junkyard anymore. (laughs) Well, here's the thing to be, is that they're like, these spirits need to be free. And it's like, so they can keep killing? (laughs) They need to be allowed to go wherever they want to kill. (laughs) Not just stuck to one place. Yeah, yeah she, they're, they're acting like these ghosts are going to be completely peaceful once they get released, but they aren't, or maybe they are, no. because there, there's a line dialogue we'll wait till we get to, because there cares? is something Matthew Lord says that makes no fucking sense, it's so goddamn stupid, because it clearly doesn't mean anything in the movie. But, um, yeah, Matthew Lillard is clairvoyant, so if he touches you, he can see your whole life, um, he can also sense ghosts, uh, meaning that Matthew Lillard's character is probably a virgin. Because <laughs> whenever yeah. he touches somebody, he immediately freaks out. <laughs> and what's his name? His name Dexter? What the fuck is it? Dennis. Well, Dennis Rafkin. Yeah, uh, so yeah, F. Murray Abraham, Cyrus, uh, and him, they're like, oh, well, we're going to capture this ghost uh, that's going around killing people. All of a sudden, guess what? Shit hits the fan. Ghost starts killing people. <laughs> Sort of just taking people out. Everybody's getting yeah hacked right up. Left. Damon gets fucked up. Uh, everybody else gets killed, and and Cyrus gets uh, his neck sliced open as well. With a f- that's what you get for sending out the blood. <laughs> yeah, that's truck. right. Damn it! I have my notes. <laughs> what am I thinking? Um, <laughs> yes, because I took a note of this. Um, there's a. Uh, a truck they have a truck to call the ghost out that comes out and there's two spouts at the front of the semi that just shoots blood everywhere where do they get all this human blood (laughs) they robbed a a blood bank (laughs) damn it life south you've been ripping us Um, all off (laughs) (laughs) um and uh uh my, my favorite part in the beginning scene is that when they get out and Dennis is like, well, Zoinks, this is heavy, man. He tries to take his pills to, like, stop from seeing ghosts or, like, freaking the fuck out or maybe having a seizure or whatever. Fucking F. Murray Abraham karate kicks the pills out of his hand. <laughs> He's like, yeah! <laughs> and the pills go everywhere. <laughs> and I'm just like... 
I need you with a clear mind. I'm like, holy shit. He just kicked that shit right out of his hand. But yeah, the, the, the blood brings the ghost out. Ghost kills everybody. Um, later on, I think we find out that that ghost is... There's multiple ghosts, guys, so we're going to get them mixed up. But that one is not the jackal. That one juggernaut. is juggernaut. Yeah, juggernaut. They all have stupid names, <laughs> fucking dumb names, and most of them don't really do anything. Like, there's no reason to really be that scared of them because they're all pretty ineffective, as we'll get into. Um, fast forward. Um, after that, after everybody's dead, all the carnage is done. Uh, they may have caught the ghost, or they may not have. But F. Murray Abraham. Cyrus, he's dead. Um, we're now at the opening credits, which I think so is the, the best scene in the whole movie is the opening credits. It's cheesy as fuck, but... Um, <laughs> oh, God, it's so bad. <laughs> look at yeah, him, look yeah, at him yeah, playing yeah, out there. Shanna Elizabeth. You see him? Yeah, I see him. There are kids. They do this every day. Yeah, Shanna look at Shanna Elizabeth uh, plays um, the, the older sister in the movie. It's her and... She, uh, her little brother. Um, he's, he's Bobby, only in like yeah, two Bobby movies. and Shadow Elizabeth plays Kathy. Um, then they're just out in the yard, you know, palling around and they're like, Oh, I love you. You're the best little brother ever. Oh, they're so, you're so funny. I hope nothing bad ever happens to you. Hope nothing, I hope nothing bad ever happens to us. I hope we never motion. inherit a ghost house that has a bunch of cult writing all over it. Um, and a bunch of bad things happen to us. I just love, I love you so much. And from the window, Tony Shalhoub and his wife are watching like, I hope we never inherit a ghost house. <laughs> and I hope our current house never burns down killing you. <laughs> the my thing my favorite part is that they do not show no. the fire for the house it just does a panorama yeah. of the house and it's like wait do you smell that burning yeah where what could that be wait that's the fire alarm i'll go get the kids uh, i'll get the kids out of here okay you get the kids out of here hey you you family need to stay back here my wife's in there i gotta get her you can't go in there, sir. Please. Beep. Beep. I'm sorry, sir. Your wife didn't it's make awesome. it. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. It's just. And it's just like literally just like scanning the room while all this dialogue is going on. It is the dumbest fucking intro I've ever seen. And it comes immediately after two parents are stalking their it's, own it's, children. It's, <laughs> like, look at them. Look at them out the window. They're it's, doing, it's they're dumb, doing this. But I think it's the most effective scene in the whole movie. Because I think it's the only creative thing that happened in the whole movie is, yeah, just a panorama of just like it's the camera going around and you're hearing all the expository dialogue just being flashback voiceover. And then by the time it wraps back around to Tony Shalhoub, the house has changed into um, his current office, I think. Uh, and he looks way sadder because we just learned that his wife died in a fire at some point. Um, and now him and his family are in dire straits. Apparently he is a math teacher and, uh, math teacher. They can't afford anything. They can't afford the house, but they can't afford an, the most useless nanny. <laughs> the most useless fucking the worst nanny on fucking earth. ever fucking ever named Maggie. She is the most useless fucking character in this goddamn movie. I God, God bless raw digger who plays her because there's no way she like read the script and heard what they wanted 
and then go, oh, this is just blackface. Like this is like this is like the most stereotypical character I've ever seen in a movie. It's like you're going to do every stereotype action that is in any of these movies ever. And she was like, fine, just pay me. I don't care. Maggie is goddamn useless. Um, uh, Maggie really is. Uh, my uh, God, like just that line. Hey, Kathy, why are you cooking? You know, that's why we pay Maggie. And it's like, have you ever had Maggie's cooking? Uh, just, just that one time. Oh, my cooking's real good. It's like, what the fuck is <laughs> it, this it, about? No, it, it seems like Maggie's only get paid to kind of sit around and call Kathy a fucking bitch. <laughs> Like, I don't know if, like, directly after the 90s, there was, like, a, a real push to get, like, Razor scooters were starting to, like, go down in popularity. And they were like, no, no, we can't have this happen. Put a Razor scooter in every scene Bobby, of this Bobby, movie. Bobby, he literally carries around a Razor scooter for most of the movie. Um, Bob, Bobby is, a, so did Bobby I. is the son. <laughs> he's, the, he's a little boy. Um he is obsessed with death, which is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> and he like he likes making little newscasts yeah. where um, he likes basically like he's reading obituaries, which is which is pretty goth. Um, <laughs> that's pretty cool, I guess. Uh, doesn't play anything into the script. They never bring it back. He's just. I mean, you would think a kid who lost his mom to a fire would be kind of like freaked out by the idea of death and stuff. Not this kid. <laughs> He is the kid from the Casper movie, but yeah, less effective. Casper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, uh, you know, they're they're like, oh, we we have no money, and and we're we're suffering, and we're we're begging for food, or like, where the fuck? And but we have a housekeeper um, who's useless. Um, <laughs> so maybe we should just like not pay her, um, and maybe get a better apartment. Get a better no, apartment. They have to have Maggie. <laughs> Um, because she, she has to be the comedy relief. Um, actually this whole movie is comedy relief, but <laughs> need to have her there. Uh, Tony Shalhoub is like, Oh my God, I, I, I tripped over this razor scooter and I pour coffee all over myself. God damn it. This lawyer is going to come here and I forgot he's coming here. I look like a fool. And the lawyer shows up and he's like, Hey, you're a great uncle Cyrus or your uncle Cyrus. He, uh, passed away. He left you a house. Um, uh, but I only met him a couple times. I heard he squandered yeah. the family fortune. <laughs> no, he did not. He was actually quite good with money. And he has a He's mansion He's so good with you. money that you'll never need money again. And instead of being like, well, this is a red flag. They're like, okay. They even show them a video on the laptop of like his last will and testament. And the fucking wallpaper... <laughs> On the laptop is a bunch of Latin and clearly occult-looking shit. <laughs> it's the the black yeah, zodiac. Like, Looks fine to me. <laughs> we better just go. <laughs> I just like the fact that he's like he has this ghostly like Windows Media Player video <laughs> that keeps coming on, and it's like they have a question and it pops back you up asked. and it answers the question. <laughs> <It's> a matter <laughs> of fact, <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, all right, goodbye. Wait, <laughs> it just pops up randomly on its own. And I also love how in the 90s and 2000s, the space bar does everything on yes. a computer. 
you hit that space bar, it will do yes. every function. <laughs> that's that's how computers work. They still do that. That's uh-huh. right. Not even the enter button. Yeah, space space bar. Um, so yeah, they go to the house. Um, they show videos of the house. And um, I think that Kathy's only character arc is that she she's obsessed with bathrooms. <laughs> like, oh my yeah, god, she we'll likes have her bathrooms. Own bathrooms. Look at that. And this is something that keeps on playing. There's a, an elongated scene of her in a bathroom. <laughs> a very long scene of her in the bathroom doing yeah. God knows what. Like just flicking non-existent hair behind her ears yeah. for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Shannon Elizabeth needed to check. Um, turns out uh, uh, Shannon Elizabeth, not very good in this movie. Shocking. <laughs> You're talking Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie? Not good? <laughs> so um, they're like, okay, we'll take the house. So they go to the house to see it. Um, immediately, house is a big red flag. It's nothing but windows. <laughs> <laughs> and they're immediately like, hey, there's not going to be any privacy in this place. But it looks really cool. Hold up, hold up. I have something I want to say. Because there's, a, a, like, they immediately contradict themselves in this part. Because as they're driving there, he's like, it's a few hours out of the town and blah, blah, blah. He's like, your uncle was a man who uh, liked his privacy. And then they get to the house made of windows. And they're like, there's no privacy here. And it's like, well, I guess he didn't like his privacy. <laughs> but it works because he barely knew his uncle. So, I mean, he says he's like, my uncle left me this? Like, we, I barely knew him. We didn't really have that good relationship. But, um, yeah, so. I would like to talk to Tony talk Shalhoub about to Sh- Tony Shalhoub about like. a lot of things because. Tony Shalhoub is a national treasure. He's a, he's a great actor. I love Tony Shalhoub. Um, he's better than this. No, I, I just want to talk to him about Galaxy Quest. Is. That's a great I'm like, great Tony Shalhoub, how does it feel to be in one of the best Star Trek movies that's not a Star Trek film? <laughs> how, does it be, how, how was it to be in arguably one of the best Star Trek films and it wasn't even a Star Trek movie? <laughs> Well, Tim <laughs> Allen OD'd twice. <laughs> um, yeah. On Space Coke. <laughs> Space Coke, coast to coast. Um, so, yeah, they, they uh, get there. Turns out there's somebody there that, that's like, hey, all the power is out for the whole block because of this fucking house. So I need to get in. And then you look, it's like, hey, you're not. You're not with the fucking city. You're Matthew Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow <laughs> so, and it's all very silly and he has a flashlight and everybody had a good time um <laughs> and it's like well we're gonna get in the house um tosha loop's like i'll let him in it's fine it's it's cool i own the house now i'll let him in once we get get inside uh they take the key which looks like an occult artifact <laughs> Another red flag. The whole place is a red flag. Uh, it's like, no, this looks fine. Uh, puts the key in, uh, swallows the key, unlocks the door. Doesn't give the key back. So I don't know how the fuck you're supposed to lock the door back. <laughs> what if you leave or anything like that? But um, they go in. Uh, lawyer's like, hey, let's go do some paperwork. And Tony Shalhoub is like, family, you wait here. Don't touch anything. Immediately. <laughs> they, they fucking run off immediately run off there's literally a part whenever 
he walks down the hallway and like Shannon Elizabeth like stomps her feet a little bit to pretend like she's running off. So he turns around and um, you know, they're literally, they literally whistle <laughs> like do, 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 do. Uh, and it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's the funniest thing ever. It's, it's so funny. Ah, oh, so funny. Um, it turns back. He's like, oh, you guys. And he turns around to continue walking. And then they literally do run off. But somehow he doesn't notice, even though the whole house is just glass panels. <laughs> he doesn't see them run off upstairs. Um, for some reason, now that he's two feet farther, he can't hear. Um, <laughs> so- also, they they never mentioned why everything was glass. <laughs> like it's like you could have carved yeah. that shit on wood. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, I guess because that's to be you had to see the. So spoilers, we're gonna spoil everything, of course, but we're gonna jump ahead a little bit as far as on all the glass panels, Latin writing. We find out that these are incantations to keep the spirits from uh, being able to pass the glass. So I guess you have to see the incantation on both sides. Maybe that's why. I don't know. I'm writing a better script than them. Fuck them. <laughs> so Kathy, Kathy, Bobby, and Maggie are going around the house. Um, uh, Bobby finds Bobby. a room. He's like, this has to be mine. My room. Because it's got toys and comics in it. And it's a whole bunch of Tom McFarlane shit. I had to do research to find out if Tom McFarlane did the designs for this movie. Because the ghosts look like Tom McFarlane uh, creations. They look like things that would be like right out of Tom McFarlane toys. <laughs> they look like... They literally look like McFarlane toy characters. Um, there's no way that Tom McFarlane saw this movie didn't just like jizz his pants. He's like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, he did not. But there are Spawn comics all over Bobby's room, which we assume is his room. I don't know why they just guess. There's another room that Kathy finds. Like, this has to be my room because there's a bathroom. <laughs> it's a big bathroom. So clearly it's clearly mine. Big- but it's a tiny bed. Yeah. Like, half her body is hanging off the fucking bed. <laughs> And I'm like, this this room looks terrible. And just fucking with the perfumes and all this shit. You know what, what? that bed is? That's like one of those display beds. Oh, yeah. Display yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Department stores. No. Yeah, it's not a full bed. Like, I'm like, also, why did you whenever we do first that? get into the house, Maggie does make the comment, oh, windows. I don't do windows. No shit, Maggie. You don't fucking do anything. So I don't know why we're paying you. And then a little bit later, her one fucking job watching Bobby, guess what happens? She fucking loses him. <laughs> immediately. Just immediately. And, and, uh, ooh, whoops. Like, and it was very much like cartoony. <laughs> like, hey, where's my son? Uh, Maggie's wife. It's like, I'm worried more. Don't worry, Dad. <laughs> well... I am. <laughs> He's I like, God damn, why, why do I keep you around? <laughs> um, and I even put I even put a note whenever Channel Elizabeth gets in that bed. I put the note, a bed for ants. <laughs> what is this? A bed for ants? <laughs> How are they supposed to sleep if they can't even fit on the bed? <laughs> um, during this whole time, Matthew Lillard is going around going, oh, Jesus, oh, Cyrus, what did you do? What did you do? Because down in the basement, it looks like a whole bunch of containment units. Um, also, early in the movie, we were introduced to the glasses. Um, and like we mentioned earlier as well, uh, the glasses are the only way you can see the ghosts. So if you don't have them on, you can't see them. But if you do, you can see them. Does that matter? Sometimes, because they may attack you, or maybe they don't attack you. I don't know. Um, Matthew, let's go around. 
Dude, there was a there was a solid point. I'm like, so if you don't wear the yeah, glasses, you're like fine. <laughs> like, there's a solid like 40 minutes of the thinking that until Matthew Lillard yes, starts exactly. attacking. And um, he's wandering around and gets the power turned back on, or he does that. I don't know. They just kind of forget about it. He's just wandering around. He's looking for money um, because Cyrus owes him a lot of money. Um, and the whole time he's being very goofy. He, like ghosts keep on like attacking him. He's able. He just keeps on having visions because there's so many ghosts around. Um, and even though he's able to have visions about ghosts, he still needs the glasses to see them, even though he can sense them. I don't know. It's a thing. Um, <laughs> so uh, during this time, um, the lawyer's trying to get Tony Shalhoub to sign off on the the paperwork. Um, uh, the I can't remember if he has to stop to go and look for Bobby or what happens, but the lawyer goes down in the basement where the ghosts are. He knows they're down there. Um, he, he makes a bunch of remarks about him. He sexually harasses one of the ghosts. <laughs> yeah, he sexually um, harasses goes into one the room, ghost. finds the briefcase of money that's on a switch pedal, and he takes it off very noticeably, very, noticeably. Yeah, very clearly. Starts running a bunch of machinations in the room, but for some reason, the lawyer doesn't notice it. Um, he goes back out. Oh my God, it's released all the ghosts. The cells are opening. Um, <clears throat> the ghost he sexually harassed, which is a lady, uh, a rather busty ghost. With, <laughs> with <laughs> the, the something princess. The princess or some shit like that. Uh, yeah, but she's just covered in, she's covered in gashes. Um, and... Man, I'm I'm curious. I'm, I'm very curious. Like, was the whole chest piece know, the, like they, fake? They went, they went way overboard with those, with those fake fake breasts, if not. <laughs> I mean, unless they're yeah, like unless they're real and they just added the scars on there. Yeah, but you know, um, they said it took her so. <laughs> like five hours to put all that stuff on. I think I saw on the um, IMDb. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> she comes out of the cell and he's like, Oh, everything I told you, I was just, I was just kidding. I wasn't actually, uh, sexually harassing you. It was just joker. Hu- uh, it was just a lawyer humor. Uh, he backs up and then as he's backing up, one of the glass doors automatically shut and slices him in half <laughs> vertically though, which is a kind of a cool, kind of a cool kill, right? Yeah. Cause he's standing yeah, there and you see like cool blood kill. start dripping and then like, I, I, I don't know if, you know, this is actually how it would work in real life, but <laughs> I don't know scientifically if it makes any sense, but the front half of his body falls and the second and the back half stays in place. Um, but I, I don't know if it makes sense with his anatomy <laughs> at all. Um, no. I'm trying to find her name because I'm... It was on the IMDb. Um, the I Angry Princess. The um, her name is Shauna Lawyer. This is her only film. Um, and apparently a rumor circulated where people were saying it was uh, porn star Aria Giovanni for a long time, which wasn't true. Um, but she was in an adult parody, 13 Erotic Ghosts, a year later. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Sean Lawyer plays the uh, angry princess, but she's really not that angry. She's she's sadder than she is angry. <laughs> she doesn't show anger at all. Yeah. And if you read her backstory, which we haven't mentioned yet, but um, 
a DVD extra. They go into the backstory of each of the 12 ghosts in the home house and what they are. Um, and we've seen some of them already. One is like a little kid that's dressed like a, a an Indian, um, uh, Native American um, that has an arrow going through his head. Um, one is like a, a big fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> and a little person is his mother. <laughs> um, yep. Another one is a uh, uh, a greaser with a baseball bat. <laughs> um, uh, there's one that that has like a cage around its head, which we learned is the jackal. Which he's like, yeah, it's like the Charles Manson of ghosts. And I'm like, so it doesn't kill that many people. <laughs> He, he told a group yeah. of other ghosts yeah. to kill people. Um, <laughs> like, now that all hell is breaking loose, everything fast forward a little bit. We learned that fucking Matthew Lord's like, listen, I, I, I'm not with the city. <laughs> I don't work for the city. Uh, I work for your uncle. He, uh, he owes me a lot of money. Uh, and this, there's this, this house that's clearly, um, cursed <laughs> there's clearly incantations all over the place guess what it's not a normal house and for some reason this shocks everybody for some reason everyone is like what <laughs> what this house is is actually is is actually not a normal home and there's actually ghost trapping here's like fucking clearly look at it um he goes and says uh so there's 12 ghosts some of them are violent but some of them aren't violent. They're only violent if they die from violent deaths, right? Is that what he says? But the other ones aren't violent. Yes. Or maybe they are. <laughs> because it looks like it all depends. of them died violently. <laughs> they, well, uh, they, yeah. The only they ones that did. were like violently killed are, are ones that actually attack you. But it's like not all of them will. <laughs> Well, it was like uh, the not the sad princess. It's the choking or this hanged woman yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Like she didn't hurt anyone in the movie. <laughs> I showed up and went. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so yeah, the ghosts are free. Fucking Shannon Elizabeth is in the bathroom still. She's just trying on perfumes and she's playing with random threads of her hair and, and <laughs> she's standing in front of a sink but decides to go to the bathtub to wash her face <laughs> something that bothered her, me in the room immensely. in the in the bathroom with her is 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 the angry is the angry lady it's the ghost that's all sliced up um and uh when she turns on the bathtub the ghost is in the tub and of course she can't see it um, and the bathtub is filled with blood, uh, and, and Shannon Elizabeth is washing her face, um, and not, it, there's, nothing happens. <laughs> she just washes her face, um, and, and the ghost keeps on saying, I'm sorry. And then Tony Shalhoub's like, we lost your brother, the shittiest nanny in the fucking world. <laughs> Let him just run off. <laughs> In a house where she should clearly be able to see him, no matter what fucking room he runs into, because it's nothing but glass. Uh, but she fucking lost him. I was like, okay, well, let's fucking find him. 
Uh, so yeah, everybody is running around now trying to find Bobby. The ghosts are free. Um, it turns out they're, they're scared of flares. You can throw flares at them and it's fine. <laughs> they aren't that scared. Uh, they're, they're, we find uh, that out how <laughs> we find that out because what was the lady's uh, name? Colleen? Elena. Uh, fuck. What was her name? <laughs> Kalina. 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 I, I can't remember. So, so the daughter's wearing the glasses and the dad, she's like, but what if it's true? And there are guys, <laughs> the dad's like, are you fucking stupid? Are you listening to yourself? You stupid bitch. Find your damn brother. And then as soon as she says that, she gets dragged off and flies up the ceiling and her clothes start getting ripped off. Because if you listen to the backstory, the jackal Whoa, is a serial okay. rapist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought also I thought yeah. the jackal was a woman. That's <laughs> why so I looked at <laughs> No, I did too. I did too, but the jackal is a dude <laughs> named Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, and I love his name is Ryan. And of course, they, of course they showed that. Uh, <laughs> and of course they showed that close up of Shannon Elizabeth's sh- uh, shirt getting ripped to her bra. They they, they show a close up of that. Oh, of yeah. course. <laughs> the we, the funny part is is that her yeah. shirt is normal. Well, that's just like fucking movie. Tony Shalhoub's back is all sliced up. Later on, like he has, he has like scratches on his back, but it's like not affecting him at all. He's like, ah, I'm fine though. <laughs> it's like really, <laughs> like you should be fucked up from that. Yeah. So as that's happening, a flare comes out, and the jackal disappears for a moment, and Tony Shalhoub goes and grabs his daughter. He's like, what happened? There's our stupid, dumb character, <laughs> Kathleen or whatever. Kalina, whatever. And she's like, yeah, you got there are these flares to ward them off. And it's like, okay, well, why are you why are you here and why do you know this? And then she starts talking about how she free the ghosts. Like, spirit shouldn't be kidnapped, even if they're crazy killer spirits. <laughs> like, oh, you could keep going. That's time. all. I just started to say hater. Matthew Lillard was running around trying to save everybody, trying to get him in one place. Uh, while he's doing that, he sees his own death. Uh, yeah, he flips off on the ghost. And it turns out if you flip off a ghost, you can see your own death, I guess. Remember that? What's that one's name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, a whole bunch of... Is it the, the hammer? The hammer. Yeah, he's got nails all in his body and shit. Yeah, hammer as a hand. And it's a like, hammer as a hand. <laughs> this looks like the love child of fucking Tom McFarlane, Clive Barker. <laughs> all the creatures in this. Um, I, I don't say the designs aren't cool, but I mean, you know, they're so over the fucking top. Um, it looks like the the fucking booklet you'll pull out of a corn album. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it looks like the tortured soul section <laughs> yeah. of Sam Goody's. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. What was it called before Sam Goody's? Yeah, something like that. On cue. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah. Uh, 
Probably. They probably sold. The yeah, so they shit go like in a room, <laughs> and Matthew Lillard is explaining. We we have to have the expository dump scene, where it's just like we had to explain everything that's happening, and uh, they do this multiple times. After this, they multi they they count the ghosts multiple times. At one point, it's supposed to be an unveiling, uh, just in case you didn't know what's going on, because you see a whole bunch of ghosts, and F. Murray Abraham is one of the ghosts now that's trapped in the house. What um, Kalina and Matthew Lillard. <laughs> I'm not gonna call him his character's name, just Matthew Lillard. <laughs> what they explain, what they explain is yeah, that uh, Cyrus was an adventurer. Um, he liked capturing ghosts, uh, and for this ritual, you need. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. You need twelve ghosts um, to start the ritual of opening a gate to hell, but you need a thirteenth ghost. To override it or to complete the ritual? So why why to would he want thirteenth ghost then? And the thirteenth ghost has to be somebody that sacrifices no himself <laughs> for love. But yep. if he already has the twelve ghosts, then why didn't he just do the ritual? Hey. Shut up. <laughs> we need 13th ghost to make a whole big deal of it. Um, Matthew Lillard is like, he gets in an argument with Kalina or whatever the fuck. And they're like, you're a stupid asshole. No, you're a stupid asshole. <laughs> you just wanted money. It's like, ah, you owe me a lot of money. But also, I don't, I don't want like Earth to turn to hell <laughs> as well. And uh, as a real conflict. Well, it's, it's it's hell's eye. It's it makes it so you can see yeah. the past. Which I mean, I don't know what that's going to fucking help. But <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, if I let, know, let's say hypothetically, betting. Cyrus is a conservative. It doesn't matter what happened in the past; he's going to ignore it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chances are he is because he's very yeah. rich. By other people's money. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay, well, we have to, we have to stop this from happening or whatever. Um, uh, they do unveil though that there is a fourth ghost. Who the fourth ghost is? <laughs> this is so stupid. This is so stupid. <laughs> the fourth ghost, <laughs> which has been walking around as Ivy, uh-huh. um. And Karina's like, you didn't tell him who the fourth ghost is? And Matthew Lillard's like, God damn it, don't make me do this. And she's like, you have to tell him. It's like, so the fourth ghost is a burn victim that we got from a hospital. (laughs) I didn't know who she was at first. It's like, it's my fucking wife? It's like, yeah, it's your wife. But anyways, you got to stop this from happening. (laughs) The fact... She's actually the, the most fact, the fact that ghost. she's one of the ghosts <laughs> plays zero zero part in anything. There's no reason for her to be a ghost. I I, I feel like they were trying to set up that it's supposed to have some emotional payoff or the a conflict of interest to Tony Shalhoub's character of how he's gonna react to the situation. It doesn't. No, it literally changes nothing except she is a ghost. And it was an evil thing for Cyrus to do. <laughs> I guess. Um so they're like, all right, well, we had to get all these ghosts. We had to stop it. We had to find Bobby. Um, and then if it doesn't work, 
I'm just going to blow them all up. Turns out uh, explosives worked on the ghosts also. <laughs> yeah. So Tony Shalhoub, Matthew Lillard are like, that. hey, we're going to take this glass plate window. We're going to go back down the basement. We're going to find Bobby. We're going to save him. We're going to get the fuck out of here. They go down with one of the glass plates has incantations all over it. They get attacked by ghosts. Uh, Matthew Lillard protects Tony Shalhoub and he gets killed. Um by getting double teamed by the hammer and uh, the juggernaut. <laughs> and it's great when Matthew Lillard gets attacked because he turns into a dummy. <laughs> they don't even try to cover he sure does. Try to cover that's a dummy. <laughs> they, they clearly shoot him as like you could tell it's not a person. They don't even try to edit around it, <laughs> shoot it in interesting ways. It's just clearly him holding a dummy and like bending it around <laughs> a, a column in a bar and just swinging him around. <laughs> yeah. His limbs are just kind of going everywhere. I think at one point the head of the dummy probably falls off on the ground. <laughs> um, and uh, and that was Matthew Lillard's redemption. He's like, you know what? I've been an awful person, but I don't have to die like an asshole or whatever. Um, and Tony Shalhoub's like, oh my god, I'm so fucked now. I'm so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I really fucked this. Oh. And, and then all of a sudden, it, you know, the movie's already been kind of stereotypical, but I thought this was going to be the next step. Um, all of a sudden, you start hearing DJ scratching noises. <laughs> and Maggie is up in the booth. <laughs> Earlier, I forgot to mention, they ripped off Evil Dead where, um, where they had the blood truck and all that. You can play a tape recording and the ghosts are summoned, just like in Evil Dead. Um, I'm like, oh my god! I swear to fucking god, <laughs> Maggie is up there <laughs> scratching records. It's just like all of a sudden, it's like it's drinking like, new rock, rock. but it doesn't. But I feel like that's what they originally intended to happen, and they were just like, no, let's take that part out. I think yeah. somebody was but sitting there. Plays, like, she plays the tape, much. and it, it freaks the ghost out or whatever. Um, during this time, we have a twist. Cyrus is still alive, and him and Karina are, are in on it together. No, she's like, Which yeah, I killed no Damon for sense. you, and we're, I love you, and we're, we're, we're together. And he's like, yeah, sure, we love each other, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. And uh, the house bitch. is all closing in, he <laughs> wants to control the ghosts. Uh, Listen here, I said I like the stank of that pussy, but it said, what's his name, Abrams? <laughs> Sexually as harassing her, she's like, that is so hot. Um, <laughs> to which they're, they're, she immediately gets smashed by some glass. <laughs> it plays no part. Uh, just the unveiling is, a, yep, she's evil too. What does that do? Nothing. She gets, she gets smashed Nothing. immediately um, between two plane, panes of glass, and he's like, all right, cool. <laughs> From here, everything kind of just like is downhill. Uh, in the middle, uh, they find Bobby and Kathy. Kathy disappeared for a while, also. She got kidnapped by the ghosts. They kidnapped her. I don't know. They did, they just did. They're just like, we're going to take her. Um, <clears throat> it's like, why are you killing everyone else? It's like, I'm whatever. <laughs> and they're in the middle of this, like, Oh yeah! Or no, Kalina no, no! The ghost the, didn't take her. Yeah, Kalina poor did. Bobby. She's um, there, yeah. And they come up in the center of this one room that they've been showing out the whole movie. It's like a ritual chamber. 
Um, and her and Bobby are in the center of it. And all the ghosts are like kumba, kumbayaing around them. <laughs> They're like all hand in hand in a circle. <laughs> yeah. And Tony Shalhoub was, was looking so like, oh my big. God, my family. I gotta, I gotta save them. I gotta save them. Oh, oh my family. <laughs> oh, my family. <laughs> They're stuck in the middle of a black I have to help my family. I'm Tony Shaloub. <laughs> Listen, if he was Monk, he would have figured this out earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's psych. He's, like, uh, counting, he's counting the ghosts. <laughs> this is one, two, <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> one, two, buckle my shoe. Three, four, Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> 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 this, is, this is the part whenever, this is the third time whenever they've counted these ghosts by the way they've literally named and counted the ghosts two times before this and he's sitting in the chamber counting them again uh-huh. and he gets to 12 and like while he's counting them F. Murray Abraham is there and he's like, oh, my God, the ghost of my uncle's there. And he goes back. He's like, he's taunting me. And he's counting the ghosts. And he goes, wait a second. There's like 12 ghosts. You're not a ghost at all. You're a big, fat phony. <laughs> and Cyrus says to me, like, oh, fuck, this backfired. <laughs> Tony Shalom just goes like, beating him up. <laughs> he's a- Cyrus. He's just kicking the shit out of fucking Abraham. <laughs> Well, for like yeah, he beats him for about two minutes, and then I think everybody sort of feeling kind of bad for Abraham. It's like, man, he's beating the fuck out of this old guy. <laughs> everybody was pretty bummed out after that, and he's like, all right, maybe I should stop. Um, when all of a sudden, and this is this is connective tissue with House and Haunted Hill, uh, the ghost of Matthew Lillard. <laughs> You could do this. You could do Just this. Like, you have the power to do this. Oh, Dennis. <laughs> it's, I don't know how to save my family. <laughs> what happens to F. Murray Abraham? Does he. How does he die? Oh, does he get thrown into the fucking the spiral thing? <laughs> All the ghosts take him. That's right. <laughs> They like crowd surfing. <laughs> Turns out they were not fans of getting captured. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's so but... stupid. So Tony Shalhoub's family is in the middle of this circle. And it's like these, I don't know, these blade things that like. It's blades? Yeah. Gyroscoping like, around. You have like it, one beat like... to get in between them. And you had to jump to get into the center. And, you know, you had to do it before these things spin around, slice you in half. And Matthew Lillard's like, believe in yourself. And he's just cleaning his glasses. He's just continuously cleaning his glasses and smirking. Um, and Tony Shalhoub's like, I do believe in myself. 
to which he gives a very slow run and a half-ass jump, and somehow he makes it past these super-fast blades, <laughs> saving his family, which it turns out, how do you stop uh, How do you stop everything? Um, all they had to do was just stay crouched in the center. That's all. He could just been like, hey, just stay down. Yep. It's fine. Um, and the machine just breaks. And they're like, we did it. And Matthew Lillard's like, I knew it. I knew you saved yourself. I knew you had it in you. And then we see all the ghosts being slowly freed into the world. The jackal going and doing many, many sex crimes out in the world. Um, (laughs) And they're like, well, what do we do about the jackal sex crimes? It's like, "Uh, nothing. He's a ghost. Like, like, what do you want us to do? So so is the thing, is Matthew Lillard supposed to be the 13th ghost? (laughs) Because he, he kills himself. I don't fucking know. Like, he kills himself in an act of, of not love, but at least, yeah, courage. He sacrifices himself. Courage. So. But then that makes F. Murray Abraham the 14th ghost. So this movie is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> this movie needs a higher body count. I want the whole family to fucking die. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... None of them Literally, the last scene of the movie is Maggie going, I don't get paid enough for this credits, shit. Oh! It's a Raw Digga <laughs> like, song. So she did the ending credit song, which is awful. But it's not as bad as earlier in the movie, whenever they arrived at the fucking house. There's a song that plays that is so fucking terrible. You watch it with subtitles. Yeah, that right? song is so bad. The. the yeah, like talking, trying, bugging, like and then the we lyrics dying. make no sense. So they're they're literally just words that rhyme. That's all. That's all the lyrics are. The the verses are just words that rhyme and make no sense together. <laughs> it's it, fucking it, it's, horrible. It's fitting for this movie, it's which is so awful. bad. Yeah. yeah, so it's an awful movie. Yeah, which has the original tissue with um, the setup, just like House of Haunted Hills, kind of the same. Um, but then just does its own 2000s thing. Do you like House of Haunted Hill or this better? <laughs> Strangely enough, I'm going to have to say House on Haunted Hill. Like, I, I think the yeah. ghosts and oh, stuff yeah, well, are yeah, cooler in this one. House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> but, yeah. But I think, like, House on Haunted I'm not going to say yeah. it's better I'm just going to say yeah. it's more tolerable All I wanted, what, what should have happened earlier Is instead of Kathy getting attacked By the Jackal It should have been Tony Shaloub that got attacked It should have been playing with his Tony Shaboobs Boom There's my joke of the day You're welcome <laughs> Don't touch him there My family <laughs> All right, that brings us to our next segment. Another curation of Blaze's video game cabinet of curiosities. All right, what do we got? Oh, yeah. Um, so since somebody played the game, like they were, I just kept on living my life. You were supposed to. Uh, so we're going to do that one next week. And we're going to talk about a different game 
that I've been playing that is actually very good. And I actually started it yesterday. So you're lucky, motherfucker. <laughs> you're lucky I started this yesterday. But we're talking about a, a game that came out in 21 called Lamentum. Um, it is a pixel art survival horror game set in uh, mid-century New England. Um, it is developed by Obscure Tales, and the publisher is Neon Doctrine. Uh, it is... And the reason I picked this one for this movie is because the movie is about you trying to save your dying wife. I mean, the game is. So you start off the game. uh, It's kind of like this collect. It's weird because it's almost like the. I I would say like the obviously it's pixel, but the characters are very reminiscent of like Monkey Island. And uh, so you start off in a garden and you're collecting some things while you're waiting on your, you're grabbing roses for the love of your life. And she eventually meets you in the garden and you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. We're getting married. I think you're the best lady ever. You're so great. She's like, thanks. I appreciate that. And then it's like flash forward. It's a year from now, a year after (laughs) their wedding, she's immediately dying. Um, and he's like super depressed and he's got to like get all this medicine for her. And you collect these notes and go through different floors. It plays almost like. Imagine if Splatterhouse were th- uh, like three dimensional. Okay, cool. The fact that you can go up and down instead of just. Like- yeah. It's- and um, so you're giving her these medicines. Nothing seems to be working. The doctors are like, look, you're just going to have to give her the medicine to make her feel slightly okay. And you're just going to have to accept the fact that she's going to die. Your guy doesn't want to do it. He, he says, no, sir. Um, so a mysterious count has sent you a message and he has been studying arcane ways of healing people and blah, blah, blah. And um, he's like, it's not supernatural. He's like, I just, Learn from the elders and the ancient ways of curing diseases and blend it with the the modern we know in medicine today. And it's like, okay. Yeah. So he does that. He he brings his wife out there to this giant mansion where the count is. And you meet with the count and he's like, like, how bad do you want your wife to live? And he says, I would do anything. And he's like, great. Okay, bye-bye, go to bed. So you go to bed, you have this horrible dream of like weird images popping through your head of these strange creatures, and then you wake up and your bed is soaked in blood and you have uh, a slightly healed giant like gash in your stomach. And you're like, what the fuck happened? And why is the room all dusty? And... You start finding notes from what you assume is your wife. And they're very shakily handed. She's like, I hid you in this room. Like, don't try and find me. Like, so you're assuming that something's different about the wife in this so far. She's like, I I kept you in this room to keep you safe. Please don't leave until I come back. Like, so obviously you're like, no, fuck that. I'm seeing what's going on here. And, um, as you explore, there's like these weird 
I, I wouldn't say Cthulian, but these strange creatures that have kind of like inhabited the entire mansion. All the pictures have changed from like these family portraits and the pictures of murder. Um, and it's very much a, a collect and puzzle kind of game. Um, so like before you even get your first weapon, you have to go find these pieces through different parts of the house to even open the gun chest to get a weapon to use. Um, ammo is very limited, but I would say the, the story and the music in the game is really good. And, uh, it really makes it something you can play for a while. And I think an entire playthrough that I've seen, if you know, all of the, all of the puzzle answers, like the fastest I've seen is like somebody getting through it in four hours and 50 minutes. So I would say like without knowing the answers to the puzzle, it's a good eight hour game and it's available on PlayStation, Xbox, cool. PC, what have you. <laughs> Not love Switch, your Switch. Switch fucking sucks. You love Mario Party. <laughs> nope. Yeah, so you love your Switch. <laughs> I do love Mario Party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds like Fuck. a good game. Uh, Next week we'll talk about the other game, which I'm not going to yeah. play. But um, <laughs> I'm going to play. <laughs> we'll right. we'll uh, talk about the uh, game next week that I'm supposed to play, so I can add commentary or my own feelings about it. Which I'll be like, it was a game and it was a thing. There you go. Um, <clears throat> that brings us to our next segment, though. Another. Uh, no, probably not, but we're going to go anyways to another entry into mythology biology. All right. There's the Mortal Kombat music. Let's go. All right. So there, as there is a list of ghosts in this movie, this is the only thing I can think of to do. Today we have a list. <laughs> But instead of 13, we have eight. And these are eight things you should never do during the Festival of the Hungry Ghost in China. We have talked about the Festival of the Hungry Ghost a few times. And these are also um, considered rules to not piss off spiritual entities in China anyway. So some of them are kind of strange. So first... Do not hang your clothes outside right. at night. That's fair. If you leave it on the balcony or the window, the human shape of clothes uh, can warrant that spirits will try and follow it. So if you ha- they apparently see it as uh, a way that apparitions see it and uh, think they can borrow your garments. Like, <laughs> Uh, do not stand too close to walls. Um, you can never go wrong leaning up against a cool-looking wall or having it as a clean background to show off your photos, but you might want to hold off during this. Uh, they give off a cold aura, making them hot spots for supernatural gatherings. <laughs> so, that's stupid. Okay. I mean, they both are pretty <laughs> stupid so far. <laughs> Now this one, this one, I'm wondering if, if they follow. This really sucks for like public transportation workers, 
So one of the rules is do not take okay. the last bus or train ride of the night. And uh, that's because they think uh, if you are isolated in an enclosed space, then it makes them more uh, more eager to communicate with you. Um, and this one is actually in, uh, has inspired uh, the movie Shutter, mm-hmm. and uh, that is do not take pictures at night. Um, that is mainly because the. Yeah, vengeful spirits uh, do not like being filmed or being on camera. And if you do catch them in there, there's yeah, a nobody wants a jackal. They will haunt you. <laughs> the jackal? No, nobody <laughs> wants the jackal. This one's for the ladies, I assume. Unless you're a swimmer or you just like it, it's fine. Um, don't shave your legs. The consequences of leg hair removal stretch far beyond irritated skin. Uh, There is a Chinese saying that believes that each strand of leg hair can scare away three ghosts. So removing uh, these parts uh, is... Dude, I would scare so many fucking ghosts. uh, I didn't need to do any of the other rituals. (laughs) 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 Those body hairs, man, those ghosts would be fucked. Next one, do not whistle at night, uh, uh, which I tend the the Cantonese uh, third sequel to the eye. No, you um, love that one. Talks about a little bit. Uh, I do. It's just fucking ridiculous. Um, avoid whistling at night, regardless of how bored you are. Whistling is said to attract roaming ghosts who are waiting for someone to point them in the direction of uh, the afterlife. I don't know why you would hear whistling and be like, that guy probably knows where hell is. <laughs> All right. And last but not least, do not put your hand on okay. someone's shoulder. And that is because, according to Chinese for- folklore, we all have invisible flames on our shoulders that are essential to warding off spirits and misfortune. So if you try to get chummy with somebody and put your hand on their shoulder, no, I don't want to you do that. can put out their spiritual flame. Yeah. So there you go. Don't do that. Don't do that for a specific time. I'll hate you. I know in a, when we were talking about Somalia, what was the one that surprised us? Cause we were playing through and, uh, it was like in in the Philippines. It is uh, yeah. Don't take a bath at night. Like if you take yep. a bath at night, that that bothers. Ghosts seem to be bothered by a lot of shit. So yeah, there you go. I don't. Yeah, they really dead. well. <laughs> Fuck get it. Well, you know what happens. You die, and then and then <laughs> I start eating garbage. <laughs> this woman do whatever I die. It's like, don't leave your garbage out because yeah. Rocky Raccoon yeah, will get into garbage. it. <laughs> so we need that garbage. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, that is another episode of Bladed Apples. Next week, we're going to be talking about Ghost Ship. <laughs> ghost Ship. <laughs> one of Blaze's favorites. 
right? <laughs> I'm really excited. Well, I added six more episodes, so. <laughs> <laughs> no! There is. There's not that many Dark Castle pictures. I don't know. Wait, did Dark Castle do Rose Red? They're they're still putting out they're still putting out fucking no, movies because they just game. uh they produced I believe the Orphan sequel. Uh that just came out, yeah. Oh really? Uh the box How office not do? great, I don't think, but the reviews I heard uh were pretty decent. Uh yeah, they did Orphan First Kill. I mean they're still putting out movies okay. and the year before before that they put out Seance. Yeah, so I mean, they're still putting out. We, we talked about Seance for an episode. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, yeah, so we, we still did. they still put stuff out. They still do things. Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna be talking about Ghost Ship, Blaze's favorite. Right? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. we had to talk about the first three. The only good Ghost Ship movie. The only good ghost ship yeah. movie is trying. The only good ghost ship <laughs> movie is Overboard. That's the only good one. Kurt Russell. Are there any ghosts in it? Nope. But it's pretty sexist. <laughs> it's, it's pretty. <laughs> that makes it ghost. But in the meantime, if you want to reach us to recommend something or request something or give us your. Yeah, we got a request from well, we Josh request, who wants us to do the stuff. Great movie, Lur- uh, Larry which Cohen, is, which is a great movie. So, so we'll yeah. do that uh, soon. I think we still need to do some interviews next. After we get done with this, we need to set them up over the next couple of weeks. Uh, find a good time. Yeah, we can even record that. Yeah, we've been putting that off whenever, and then record the the front and back matter around it. Um, just gotta do some editing, but um, you guys will reach us at bladeapplespod at gmail.com or just on the Instagram and bladeapples podcast. If you got anything you want to uh request or you have thoughts on things that or uh, a question you want to ask, you can reach us that way. Um, thanks to Stefan Mize for doing our art. Follow him on Instagram at Stefan Mize or at Crawling Panther Tattoo. And thanks to Blaze for being an awesome co-host and choosing to do all these uh, Dark Castle films. This was his, this was his idea. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. And sure. uh, doing all the editing and all that. So, anything else? See you later, fuck. Every day is Halloween, so please act accordingly. Bye. Bye bye.